I'm sorry, miss. I can't have you holding one of my people hostage. Even if you pull the trigger, I can still take him out. And you. Come on, Willie. She means it. Miss, you're not getting the point. I can't have you holding one of my people hostage. You're crazy! I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? ESP, 12 Random Days of Christmas is back. Thank you for listening to the first few episodes. But Brian and, Brian and I are back. Oh, man. How's the weather up there, man? It's freezing and snowing here. Uh, we have been in the middle of a snowstorm. This is uh, for, for the kids up here. This would be day four. Counting the last three, last week of no school. Yeah. No, man, it's it snowed pretty hard, but it didn't it didn't stop everyone. I mean, everyone just kept doing what they were doing. Uh, schools didn't close, so there was no snow days. I think they're just trying to get through this last week of school before vacation starts. Um, but yeah. They, that's, that's what they were telling us. Uh, the emails go went out today saying that no, no matter unless something amazing happens tomorrow, school's going to go on. Yeah, Eric, he was kind of like, Ugh. I said, come on, they got finals this week, so mm. so you got to do it. But um. I guess, I don't know if it's the flu or whatever that hit us. Started off with my grandsons. Uh, my wife's coughing. I'm coughing. Eric, he's coughing around. I think my brother-in-law caught it too. <clears throat> but we've just been fighting through it. Uh, I had one shitty day, but the little guys have been sick for quite a while now. So hopefully <clears throat> they'll be all right. They're, they're pretty wild during the day, but when it's time to lay down, they're just, uh so, but I haven't had a fever. Uh, Eric seemed to have one. So if I start coughing for whatever reason, everyone, that's everybody's sick in my house. But <laughs> it's not going to stop us. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to continue no matter what, even if I start choking. <laughs> oh, man, I just feel it right there. But uh, tonight we're coming at you with the 1984 sci-fi horror Little lightly action, uh, Night of the Comet. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on Earth? There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. What would you do? The burden of civilization is on us. Fiction, isn't it? The legal drinking age is now 10, but you will need ID. Let's be real. It's the Night of the Comet. The night the teenagers ruled the world. Night of the Comet. Rated PG-13. After a rare comet sighting, teen sisters Regina and Samantha find that they are among the only survivors of a zombie attack. The girls partner with another survivor, Hector, but as they try to avoid the zombies, they are sought by scientists who want to experiment on their bodies in the hope of finding an antidote. Dodging both the doctors and the undead, they keep moving in in hope that they can continue to stay alive. But I'm hearing static, everyone. Sorry, I'm trying to see if it's me. I don't know what that is. I don't know. But all right, that was Google IMDb with the one sentence. A comet wipes out most of the life on Earth, leaving the valley, leaving two valley girls fighting against cannibal zombies and a sinister group of scientists. This is directed and written by Tom Eberhart, Hart or whatever. I think that's how you say his name. And this stars Catherine Mary Stewart, Kelly Mar- Maroney. I think that's how you say her name. A Sharon Farrell, Robert Baltrin, Mary Woronov, or I don't know how to say her name. Woronov. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Lewis, Peter Fox, Michael Bowen, uh, 
me see who else. You know, I, I just found out that Jeffrey Lewis was Juliet Lewis's dad. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Night of the Comet. Why are you saying, why are you guys doing Night of the Comet? Because this movie takes place 11 days before Christmas. I did not realize that until I did a rewatch on this. I was I was getting ready to watch um, whatever that new one is on Shutter, Christmas Bloody Christmas. Go over to the Horror Returns and listen to their review. I, I had to stop after Christmas Evil and yeah, go listen to the last episode. Yeah, if you, you, didn't, can, if you, you can hear me and Lance argue about it. <laughs> well, I'll get, for those of you that did listen to the Horror Returns one or listen to our review. Uh, what'd you guys give it? You kind of all around the same six, five, somewhere around there. Yeah. You guys were a little generous. Um, I would have gave Christmas Evil like a three, maybe I go up a little for the for the ending with like you guys did with the van. I'll go four. I I just I don't know. I wasn't feeling that movie at all. Oh, really another really quick, another little side note before we dive into this. Um when we were doing the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night ones, we went all the way up to four because I was watching four last night before I started watching Night of the Comet. Mm-hmm. And then we did that one. And it, it just, just like made no sense. It was because I remember uh, Clint Howard was in it and that girl falling off the building and spontaneously combusting and all that. I was like, we did this one already. I tried to go back and find it. I don't know if our Podbean or whoever is losing episodes because I could have swore we did that one because I did watch that movie. I think we watched it. I don't think we did it. Oh, we didn't? Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We we may, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I was sitting there going, this movie's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Had nothing to do with the, uh, at least the third one kind of had something to do with Ricky the, and his brother and them. The but fourth one was better than the third one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, Night of the Comet. <clears throat> Brian, when did you first see this one? I actually, I think the first time I seen this one was uh, probably about like four or five years ago. It just kind of was one of those movies I always heard about and just never got to it. And then when I got to it, I was like, you know, this is, this is actually a pretty fun movie. Um, I like the premise uh, with the comet, even though he has some stupid ass people in the beginning. It, they, they remind me of the, was that independence day when everybody went to the top of the, the, the building with the signs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to be somewhere safe. And uh, I, I just, I, again, with the whole premise of the, the comet kind of wiping everybody out, and then you just got these, um, they're, they're supposed to be teenagers. They're clearly not teenagers, but for, for the movie's sake, they are teenagers. And just kind of like, what what would they do in that situation? And then you got the, the little horror aspect with the, like, guess you would call them zombie like creatures or something I don't know what they're supposed to be but I thought some of the makeup effects I thought looked looked pretty decent and um, yeah um, the whole scientist part uh, I could have did without that it kind of didn't really go anywhere but you know you had to throw some science in there I saw this uh, that weekend it came out. This came out back uh, November 16th, 1984. We're coming up on 40 years, I guess. Uh, two more years. But I I thought that I never... I don't think I've seen any trailers or TV spots for it uh, back then. Uh, a cousin of mine, shout out to my cousin Evans. He was like, hey, man, let's go see Night of the Comet. And I was like, well, what's that about? Because I don't know about these girls and it's the end of the world. And All right, let's go. I think it was PG at the time. I don't, I don't think PG-13. Whoa, no PG-13 hit. But I'm not quite sure if this was a PG-13. Well, I guess it was PG-13. Uh, quick little uh, movie uh, trivia. Red Dawn was the very first PG-13 movie, for those of you who didn't know. 
So I was like, okay, we went and seen it. Um, I know who Mary Waranov is. That how you say her name? War- Waranov. Yeah, I seen her in a bunch of things. She was Miss Togar in Rock and Roll High School, and I can't remember her name in Death Race Two Thousand, and she popped up in some other things. Yeah, so she's, in she a, she's in that Terror Vision. She's uh, I think she pops up in Chopping Mall. <laughs> I know she was in uh, a couple suicidal tendency videos, the old school ones. I remember those. Yeah, she's in a lot of shit. Yeah, and. Jeffrey Lewis, uh, I knew who he was from Any Which Way But Loose and Any Which Way You Can, the uh, Clint Eastwood movies, and he popped up in uh, Salem's Lot. Yeah, Pink Cadillac, Salem's Lot. and um, All the way to Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Uh, a bunch. He's been in a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah, Double and Impact. Double Impact. He was oh, like, that's oh. right. <laughs> We'll eventually get there, everyone, <laughs> for you Action Returns listeners. Did we do that one? No, I think we only did a Time Cop and Bloodsport, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll get to... Did we do Universal Soldier? No. There, there's there's a lot. We'll get to Hard Target as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, now the comment. Yeah, so my cousin took me to see this. I can't remember who else went with us. Um, I want to say my brother, uh, and I remember sitting there watching it. And when it was over, I was like, "Man, this was good." We actually sat through it again and watched it twice. These are the days when they didn't come in and kick you out. They didn't care. You paid once, you could sit in the movie theater all day and see everything you wanted. The the, the workers didn't care. Certain theaters uh, cared, some didn't. But so I was like, "All right, this was a cool movie." I had no idea it was going to be uh, zombies and all that in it. I guess they are zombies. I mean, they were these were the smart ones because they were able to talk and because that one after he kills um, all I remember his name was Buck in uh, Kill Bill. Buck. Yeah, <laughs> I remember him as Buck. He's another guy that's been in a ton of movies as well. So. Uh, because he was eating him when uh, was it Regina went outside and, and saw um, came across him when she went to get so on her bike. Michael Bowen. Yeah, him. He was in Valley Girl too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was uh, Deborah Foreman's birth uh, birthday uh, boyfriend. But then okay. she kind of gave him the boot for Randy and oh, I love Valley Girl. Uh, shout out to my boy D. Rest in peace. That was one of his favorite movies. Um. Oh no, you weren't with us when we met um, E.G. Daily. And, no, that was that was that was the the first year of the show. Yeah, when we went to Texas Frightmare and uh, got a quick little uh, interview with her. Uh, I can't remember. Lance was asking her about something else. I brought up Valley Girl. <laughs> That's all I wanted to talk about. She was she was nice. She's very very nice. If you guys ever get to meet her. So yeah. Anyway, I. I love this movie. I thought it was awesome when it did its cable run and then the uh, the USA up all night. I can't remember if it was Rhonda or Gilbert Godfrey. Rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, so I was like, man, I, I was all about this movie and the cable runs. And then when it came out on VHS, I remember renting it a few times. Um, I bought a bootleg DVD of it because I... I at the time when I got it, I don't think they had the the DVD yet. Then it came out, so I rebought it. And then Scream Factory came out with its uh, its little version. I thought it was really good, so I picked it up. I was hoping for a still book, but we never got it. But yeah, this movie's awesome. Um, yeah, I just I just noticed it was on Shutter, and I was like, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I, I was just gonna have it on because I was doing stuff in the house. But then I sat just sat down and ended up watching the whole thing. And I had totally forgot that this was right around the Christmas time that this was going on. Yeah, so, I think they tell you right in the opening minute. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they because they they show everything, man. There's Christmas ornaments everywhere, and they're all gearing up for this yeah. uh, this yeah, comic to come. I think the narration says something about the the Earth's going to receive an early Christmas present or something like that. Yeah, right, in the, right from the get go. Um. Yeah, I I don't think I would have been outside watching 
something that they were unsure of uh, coming over. Plus, everyone thought it was kind of like the uh, the Haley's Comet type of thing. Mm-hmm. But now, nah, man, I've seen too many movies. Uh, yeah, exactly. That for for all those horror fans, I mean, we were ready for this pandemic because <laughs> we know what and what not to do when uh, when shit goes bad <laughs> in the world. So, yeah, this one, it's uh, I assume there were some. Yeah, there were somewhere in L.A. I think that's where it was all taking place. Uh, says right here, the Earth is passing through with a trail of a comet um, in the event which is has not occurred in 65 million years and conceded with an extension event that wiped out the, the dinosaur extinction event that wiped out the dinosaurs. On the night of the comet's passage, 11 days before Christmas, large crowds gather outside to watch and celebrate. Yeah, like right from the get-go, they give you that whole little quick little backstory on the comet that was coming. And by nobody really knew what it was, but there was some scientists that, that knew. We'll get to them in a minute. So everybody was out there partying, having a good time. It was like everybody was behind it. They were having late night comic or comet uh, movie festivals. Everybody was partying in the street. Um, I believe they did use real footage of Times Square. I assume that was during um, New Year's Eve when that the Times Square was just full of people. Mm-hmm. So it was probably just stock footage from from whatever. But then they had all these people outside. Uh, we're introduced to Regina. She is working at the the El Rey Theater in uh, in Los Las Los Angeles. I think was that the theater that Quentin Tarantino owns. Uh, I I look it up real quick. I, yeah, I think I'm not sure everyone, but I I want to say the El Rey has been in like a ton of movies. Um, so. She's working there. Uh, we got Buck. Buck. Um, <laughs> that's all I see. I think his name is Larry. Uh, yeah, Larry. Uh, Michael Bowen. <laughs> he's there. He's the, the projectionist. He, he's doing his thing. Everybody's outside partying. The the manager of the uh, of the movie theater is getting in. He's slinging his little comet. Um, Little ear things, the little things you stick on your head that got two little comets on it, and just just trying to make his money, get get his side hustle going. Uh, or then we're introduced to Samantha. She's at home somewhere in the valley with her with her mom, uh, Doris, uh, played by uh, Sharon Farrell. I believe she was in Nightmare on Elm Street three. I can't remember if she was. Um. Patricia Arquette's mom. Anyway, she's there. Their dad is in the military, but he's off in Honduras or wherever, uh, protecting the country. Um, so she's she's got her little side piece, some other weirdo guy, and they're all outside in the front of their house in, in the streets, all partying and everything, getting ready to watch the comet. So Regina's just like, ah, oh, she's she's dealing. He's buck everybody. Dealing with him, so he kind of makes it. Come on, let's just spend the night here. And then she goes, Ah, if we just spend the night here, we're just gonna end up making it, and uh, and all this. He's like, Ah, we won't, we won't. But of course, and he ends up smashing it. But uh, she was gonna make fifteen dollars too. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 I was righteous bucks back in them days, boys and girls. Uh, but don't don't sell yourself short for fifteen dollars. <laughs> anyway, so. The the comet's coming. Uh, I do love the effects. Basically, it was just a big light show because we just see flashes in the air and everyone's looking up at the up, up at the sky. We don't actually see a comet go flying by or anything. But it's the the special effects of the eighties. And then uh, they they kind of zoom in on Doris, and she is looking up at it. Everyone's up looking at it, and then she just like kind starts to squint and touch your skin and then next morning we go to the next morning uh regina wakes up and she's like oh, larry and uh, somebody was supposed to bring some print back or some movie to to the movie theater so larry kind of goes downstairs to go check it out 
Yeah, he was uh, making side money by renting out the the, the reels. Yeah, of all the movies. Man, everyone's out there trying to get their side hustle in this film. So he goes, well, I'm going to go downstairs and wait for whoever to bring the film back. He goes downstairs. Oh, Regina, she was all into that old school video game, Tempest. Mm-hmm. So she was always, uh, she wanted to have the whole board of her high score and her, her initials there. So, but she ended up playing and she sees somebody named, I think it was like DMK. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, who the hell is this? How'd this happen? So she just eventually wants to get all the high scores again. So she's down there playing that. Uh, Bug goes to the back. He hears somebody uh, pounding on the door. So he walks over to the door and he's like, hey, man, is that you? And then he opens up the door and then some dude, some, uh, I think it was a black gentleman, all zombified and just hits Larry with a something stick or something and he goes down and gets drug out so Regina's kind of walking around and she looks outside and notices that nobody's around but when the camera starts to pan around we start seeing like these little piles of dust a little like like red sand or something Mm -hmm. and clothes laying everywhere so she kind of looking around looking up and down the street doesn't realize what it is so uh she walked outside. She kind of propped open the door with an ashtray, but then the door was too heavy and <laughs> shut. So she's like, fuck. So she runs around the side to try to get back in into the theater. Uh, but she doesn't uh, see anything. That, that's, that side door is closed as well. Um, but she goes and she sees Larry's bike is outside still. Like She thought he, he left. So she's walking over towards it, and as she's walking towards the bike, someone comes crashing out from behind uh, the dumpsters and everything, and, and it's the the zombie black guy, and he's like, come here. He starts talking, and she's like, I don't know who you are, but uh, stay away from me. And he's like, come here. So he's like trying to rush her. She ends up uh, giving him like a knee to the stomach or the groin or whatever and he kind of falls over and she gets on her dirt bike on her motorcycle and hauls ass why did she throw the keys I, right before she was about to defend herself I don't know <laughs> if anything hold the keys in your hand and stab him in the eyes yeah because she's telling him I know how to defend myself and then she throws the keys and then runs for him and tries to pick him up real quick <laughs> yeah, so uh, that zombie guy just kind of falls over, and then she uh, hauls ass out of there. So she's hauling ass through downtown L.A., and like nobody's around. Um, but for those of you that really pay attention to the background, um, obviously they filmed this early in the morning, so the the streets were pretty clear, and I'm sure they blocked off some streets. But there's a couple scenes where you see somebody. Walking was you see uh, you see one guy walk into the frame clearly he walks in stops he must be looking to see what they're doing and I assume the camera guys are telling him to get out of the way because he turns around and, and walks back there's another time when she's riding through she goes past this big building that's got like marble shiny uh, stone for walls she you can see reflection of the lights and everything you also see the reflection of somebody walking stop and then they turn around and go back <laughs> yeah there's there another one i caught it later in this like when we get to it so she's driving around she's like what the fuck she doesn't know where anyone's at she pulls up to this light she sees a car sitting there she looks in the car is empty and then she finally gets home she runs in the house and starts screaming around for doris and no one's there then she starts screaming for her sister uh samantha and then Samantha comes walking out. What? And then she's ah, she screams, and she goes, "What? what are, you, are you all right?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'm fine. What's the matter?" And he goes, well, do, "Are you okay? What? What happened?" And she, Samantha, had no idea what the hell was going on. She's like, "I got into a fight with Doris, and then I went and slept in a tool shed because she took off somewhere." And she's like, "Well, I don't know where anyone's at. Nothing. Nothing's going on." And Samantha's like, what are you talking about? She goes, nobody's here. Everyone's gone. So she goes outside and then we see all the the party stuff 
everyone's the, the tables are there, the food, there's clothes laying everywhere, red dust all over the place. Like and the she, dog, the dog collar with the leash and the a pile of dust. Oh, yeah, that was in the house. So they're like, she goes like, look, she goes, she goes, Samantha was like, well, if you're trying to scare me, you're, you're doing a good job. She goes, nobody's here. Where is everybody? And she goes, she holds up Doris's clothes and she went, this is Doris. And she kind of throws the clothes down and she's like, if if nothing happened, then where are all the kids? Where are all the goddamn kids? Because usually Saturday morning, the kids are all running around the street. Like after this, she just, Sam just slowly closes the door and goes back in the kitchen. Yeah, she goes back in the house. And then uh, the thing that was funny, though, um, when 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 we see everyone out there partying before the comet came, there was hella people standing out there. But when we see when uh, Re- Regina Reggie's standing out there talking to Samantha in the middle of the street, there's only like a few piles of sand. There should have been like hell of it all over the place, but I don't know how to make this movie. <laughs> Same thing with um. Uh, when she walked down in front of the uh, the movie theater, there was tons of people out there too, but there was only a little random. Yeah, there. and there's there's like hardly any cars around. Yeah, like these streets were packed full of people. There should have like, been at least. Like when she's on the motorcycle, she finds that one car. Yeah, I mean, did everyone not drive? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But so. They kind of go back in the house, and then she's like, well, something happened. And then um, Sam's like, well, we'll just wait for Dad to get home. She goes, I don't think Dad's coming home. She goes, he, he'll be back. He's not going to just leave us here. If, if, if he's down there, maybe they're planning something, and they'll come up and rescue us. And they're like, well, no one's around. I don't know where anyone's at. But then they, they're she's listening to music, and then she hears the DJ. Like, oh, yeah, if you, you're out shopping you better be careful because the parking lots and the malls are going to be jammed full of people and then they're like fuck so they jump in uh i assume a car unless they jumped on the back of that motorcycle and they both haul ass to the radio station to go see if somebody was there because there's obviously someone broadcasting so when they get into the into the um the radio station they see that it was just a a pre-recorded um dj because he was saying, yeah, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be out and out watching the comet, too. So so it was just sort of like shit. So they don't, really, they don't really know what's going on. But while they're in there checking out the radio station, we see someone kind of lurking in the background. And this turns out to be Hector. Because then he comes out and like, hey, he's got a little, like a little 22. But Yeah, this is where we get a little light racism. Because... <laughs> Because when she says his name at first, she's like Hector. And then when she sees, when she's looking at the gun, like later, she's, what did she say? This is good enough. Uh, this this gun's good enough for date night in the barrio. Hey, different times, everybody. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> you could be racist in movies uh, back then and no one bad an eye at it, but. Um, but he was like straight up. He was like, look, he was look, he was checking him out. And then uh, Samantha was kind of like in the shadows. And he was like, come forward, step in the light. Let me see your eyes. And she kind of just looks at him and opens her eyes. And he's like, because I don't know if you guys were uh, one of those those things uh, that are out there. And they're kind of like, well, what are you talking about? And she goes, yeah, I kind of ran into some some crazy people or whatever. And then Reggie was like, well, I seen one because she said she had gotten into it with one. But Samantha hadn't seen him yet, so she she doesn't know. But uh, supposedly Samantha is 16 in this. Um, she, she ain't 16. <laughs> She's probably in her 20s when she filmed this movie. But uh, she's like Reggie's supposed to be 17 or something. No, these these gals were. Or, I'm sorry, eighteen. <laughs> these gals were clearly way older than. Well, that's how they did it in the movies back then. They probably still do that today too. So they're like, "Well, we're just, I don't know what what's going to happen. Or let's just hang out here 
and uh, see what's going on until we figure out what's happening. So Samantha kind of starts uh, messing around with the, the radio, uh, playing DJ and talking shit on, on the radio. And then she's like, all right, everyone, if uh, you got any requests, the re- request line is open. Give me a call and I'll play whatever you want or whatever else she said. But then she notices that the request line light is going off. But she, she's in there by herself because Reggie and Hector are off talking somewhere else. And they kind of explain. She's like, well, where, where do we, how did you survive this? He goes, well, I picked up somebody and we kind of uh, stopped off to the side. He was a truck driver and he mm-hmm. slept inside of his, uh, his cab or the trailer. And that was metal. And then uh, Samantha kind of realized, or no, uh, Reggie kind of realized that they, because Buck told her, that uh, the the projection room was like steel, yeah, like steel walls or maybe steel behind the the drywall or whatever. And uh, Sam slept in a, a tool shed, like one of those little lawn sheds. I assume that was fine to protect you from the rays, even though it was like the little thin <laughs> aluminum or tin or whatever the hell it is. Whatever science. it is, it's science. <laughs> but I. I well, I'll get to it in a minute. Um, so, so he's like, oh, he goes, yeah. She goes, well, do you have family here? He goes, yeah, I got family down in San Diego, and I, I don't know. I, I need to get down there to see if they're okay. So, yeah, this is when Samantha does the radio thing and the light goes off. So she starts screaming, hey, hey everyone get in here. So they all come running there. What happened? And she goes, somebody called, and I answered. And and they're like, well, who was it? Where were they? And she goes, I, I don't know. They said that they were way out in the desert some some science uh, facility research facility and she goes I don't know like well did they say where she goes I don't know it happened so quick and then they hung up so this, this is like an issue I have like why would they call well, for what the scientists want to do later why would they call and be so vague about everything I don't know I assume maybe they were scared but they were unsure because, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. <clears throat> okay. But, yeah, they, so she's like, yeah, they, they said they were way out there. So they're like, ah, oh, they didn't know. But then we go and we see the scientists, and uh, it's Jeffrey Lewis and, and what's her nuts? Uh, Mrs. Togar. That's all I see every time I see her. Um, so they're, they're all talking. Well, they're there. They're survivors. And uh, they're, 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 their plan was they were going to try to get survivors to see if they can make this antidote because then we find out later I'm just going to jump forward uh, they we find out later that they um, they were in some underground facility out in the desert somewhere and they knew this comet was coming and they at least had sense to go well we don't know what this comet is and we don't know what it's going to do when it passes over so they had that idea let's stay underground uh, out of out of the the comets rays or whatever and and will survive but um with all the scientists and all the the, the brains and thinking someone forgot to shut the air vents mm. because whatever was in the the comet got in and got to them so they were all infected uh by the comet all right Gina and Buck were in that little metal room inside of a, another building. So, okay, you're protected from that. Hector slept in his trailer. Samantha slept in that little tool shed. But those things, at least the, the theater, the projection room, it had somewhat some kind of protection around it, the building. Sam was in that little tool shed, and those aren't airtight. <laughs> that trailer truck is not airtight so uh, I was like wait a minute If with this knowledge of them saying that the air vents was open and, and some of it got in it, it could have clearly got them too but <coughs> I didn't make this movie <laughs> so, so anyway so they're like alright well Hector's like well I need to go to San Diego I need to go find out uh, if my family are still alive <laughs> So he kind of he goes, don't worry, I'll I'll stay here, I'll be back. So San Diego's about good 
depending on traffic. Let's say the traffic is good, maybe two hours away, if that. For those of you that live down there that are listening to me, you guys probably know better than I, but I think it's about that far. So uh, Regina and Sam are still hanging out in the, the radio station. The scientists are still way out in the desert somewhere. But they did kind of think, you know what, let's let's go get them. So I don't know how long it took to get from way out to the desert to, to downtown L.A. But uh, so, so we see Samantha, she's out driving in the street. Uh, because they, uh, Sam and Regina kind of got into it over over Hector because they think he's the last man on earth. And uh, they want, they both were like, well, do you think he's cute and all this? And. Reggie's like, ah, I didn't really look at him that well. And Sam's like, well, he's basically the last guy on earth. So we see where their minds are at. Mm-hmm. So Sam's kind of just mad. She's hauling ass down the street uh, at night, downtown L.A. And uh, she's speeding. And then these cops came uh, chasing after her on, on motorcycles. So she stops and she's like, oh, shit. And then one of the cops comes walking up to the window and then uh, he kneels down and he's all a zombie. And then the other the other cop comes and kneels down. And they're both zombie cops and they grab her. and She's ah! she starts screaming. And uh, one of them like stuck his hand in, by her mouth and she's like biting his hands and blood start pouring out. And then she wakes up. She's like, fuck, it was a dream. So she goes into the bathroom and kind of like washing her face off, looking herself in the mirror. And then when she kind of looks up again, there's, a, there's that biker cop, zombie cop is standing behind her again. He grabs her and she goes, ah, and she just wakes up. And she's like, shit. And then Sarah, or Reggie's right there. She's like, what's the matter? What's going on? Oh, nothing. She was just kind of scared. So they're like, oh, fuck. So then they're kind of talking, well, what are we going to do? He goes, well, we're just going to wait here and wait for Hector to come back. So they're like, all right, next day we see uh, Sam and Reggie. Um, I don't know where they got little Mac 10s, <laughs> but I think they said something about there was a place. They, they probably didn't even, they just skipped over it, but they, I think they said their dad had a, a stash place of guns. Was it somewhere downtown? Uh, I wouldn't think so. For for this, we're gonna say yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they were they were still downtown, uh, target practicing. I mean, no one's around, so they're just shooting these things. But they're both. I mean, these girls obviously, their dad trained them to mm. shoot guns uh, to protect themselves because they both they both know what they're doing. They're loading it, cocking it back, firing it. But then they're like, oh, these are no good. I hate these things. They jam. Daddy would have got us Uzis. And she's like, yeah. well, this is all we got. <laughs> so they, they're sitting there kind of hanging out, talking around still. And then she goes, well, what do you want to do? And she goes, well, let's, let's go shopping. The, the malls are open. And then we have this little music montage. I don't know why they couldn't use the real Cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun. I mean, Probably. obviously budget you're paying them anyway because even if it's a cover song i mean we know what song it is i assume cindy lopper or whoever wrote that song is still getting money why not use the real one (laughs) so they're in some little department store downtown and they're just trying shoes on and clothes and all this but then uh while they're in there we see somebody kind of like lurking around watching them on the uh, on the security cameras and then we kind of lean we see and it's uh some some guy with sunglasses on and then he's got he's like all right guys let's get them boys and then we see yeah, these, they're, the, they're the evil stock boys yeah we see these little crew uh they got one got a shotgun so while the girls are still doing what they're doing that the guy kind of gets on the mic uh, attention uh, I hope you guys are gonna pay for that, and then they start they start looking at each other because, like, oh shit, <laughs> and uh, Regina's like, where's where's the gun? And she's like, shoes. 
So we see that little Mac 10 sitting there and then we see somebody's hand grab it. And they're like, oh, man. So that guy's talking to them over the loudspeaker. And then uh, those guys come out of nowhere and they're like, get them. And then we have we got like a small little firefight. One of them's got a shotgun. So he's fighting and uh, Reggie still has her gun. So she's shooting back at him. Uh, Sam is running around trying to get back up to where she left her gun, but it was gone. And so she's throwing shoes and shit. Yeah, her weapon is choices. Let me throw these these pumps at you. <laughs> but she was doing pretty good. She was just hitting them. Well, she was up high and she was throwing stuff at them. One of them came and tried to grab her, but again, like I said, she can protect herself. She like kicked him and kneed him, and he went rolling down the stairs. Uh, but then. While uh, Sam was running down the stairs, they came around the corner like, get her. So they grab her and then they kind of take her out out to the open and they say, okay, well, we got your uh, we got your friend here. If you don't uh, give up, we're going to kill her. But Reggie comes walking around and she's got one of the guys and she's holding her gun up to him. And uh, the leader of the guys of, of this crew, he's like, he goes, I'm sorry, but you can't be holding uh, my guys hostage. And she, then the guy that's he's, he's, who's being a hostage, he's like, "Come on, man, just, just let me go." And then she, she, that dude just looking at him, and then he just shoots his own guy. And then he goes down, and she goes, "Ah, you're crazy." He goes, "I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> so then those guys come around, they grab her. Uh, we go to San Diego. Hector's down there uh, in his house, and then he goes in and looks. And did he see piles of sand, or does he just assume that his family's gone? Uh, I know he picks up a dress that I, I just assume was maybe his sister. Yeah, so I just he just assumes that his family all all died. So he's kind of like just uh, walking around the house, but then. He hears something uh, over by the door. So he walks up and you hear something. And he's like, uh, he opens up the door and it's this little boy, little zombie boy standing there looking at him. He slams the door and he goes, whatever you're selling, man, we don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) And that little boy just kicks the door in and starts uh, running after Hector. And he's just throwing all kinds of stuff at him uh, to get him out of the way. Hector runs out into the one of the back rooms and jumps out the window and hauls ass down the street. I would have just shot that kid. You know they're zombies. Yeah, it was a double tap to him. Zombie yeah. land style. <laughs> and if they had this whole thing with uh, Regina and Hector, it was like, you're going to come back, right? So obviously they, they formed some kind of relationship. Why wouldn't they give him a gun other than this little this little tiny pistol? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, they didn't have the guns yet. They, they didn't get the guns until after he left. Well, they could have told him. I don't know. Maybe they just couldn't trust him. I I don't know. <laughs> they figured his little six shooter was was enough. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we go back to the, the little shopping center. Uh, Regina and Sam are tied up and they're like in the stock room. And then the guy starts talking to him. He goes, yeah, just. A couple of days ago, we were just regular stock boys. Now we own the store. And then they're just like, ah, well, what are you going to do with us? And he goes, you have no idea what we're going to do with you. And he takes his glasses off and he's his eyes are all sunk in. He's got the, the zombie eyes. So I assume they were going to eat him. <laughs> so they were um, while they were doing that, the uh, the scientists showed up. And uh, they were like downtown, like, well, they got to the radio station and, well, they're not here. So they're like, uh, well, where do you think uh, two adolescent females would go? And then they like look at each other and then they're walking along and they're talking about, well, this this shopping center down here is like 10 blocks long or whatever. And so they just assume that, well, they guess right. First of all, they, they went to that mall to find the girls and. We go back and those guys are they're getting ready to kill uh, Regina and Sam. And he goes, all right. And he goes, let's play a game. It's called Scary Noises. <laughs> so he puts it it's basically Russian roulette. He puts it in a bullet and spins it and then he starts sticks it, pointing the gun at Sam's 
and clicking it, and then, ooh, that's scary. Here, let's try it again. And he goes, oh, man, he goes, this, uh, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to kill you or whatever the fuck he said. And then he's like, wait a minute. He opens it up. He goes, there is a bullet in here. And he goes, all right, he's about to do it one more time. And then they all get shot up, and the, the scientists blasted uh, the stock boys. So they grab uh, Samantha and Reggie and, and uh, rescue them. So they're telling them, like, yeah, we're going to, we got, we got, we got a, a secure place and we're going to take you there. But then they're like, well, our friend's coming back. He's not going to know where, where we're at. So they're like, all right, well, we'll let one of you stay and we're going to take the other one and uh, we'll just come back for you. So like, all right. So uh, Sam's the end, the one, the one ended up staying and Regina goes with him. But the thing that's funny, though, is when the helicopter takes off and it's flying away, it's like a big uh, wide shot of the helicopter flying away. And we see these two big bu- two buildings standing there mm-hmm. or right there. Did you notice the, the window cleaners yeah. on the building? <laughs> they were up there. Two guys, you see them on the little scaffold cleaning the windows. I'm like, how did you guys not see that? I mean, I don't know. We didn't make this movie. They, they, they already filmed their footage. There's no turning back. So They, they just said, fuck it. <laughs> but they, they ended up leaving Samantha because um, they think she's infected because she has a rash. Well, that's right. Because earlier in the film, she was uh, all itchy. And she goes, I, I don't know, I got a rash. Because you and your rashes... She goes, well, I'm nervous. So, yeah, so she stayed there um, with, um, oh, what's her nuts? What the hell was her name? Mary Warnoff, I think. Audrey. Yeah. Audrey White. Yeah, Dr. White. Mrs. Togar. Anyway, so she stayed with her. They took uh, Reggie to the facility. When she gets there, and then they kind of, like, start talking to her, giving her the whole 20 questions, um, I don't know if you had syphilis or some shit like that. And uh, we see that they had, they found some survivors. It was a, a little boy, maybe, maybe 13 and a, a, a little girl. She's probably 10, 11. Yeah. Yeah. So they find her, find them. And they're like, all right, well, we go back to the, the radio station and, did they they drug Samantha, didn't they? Yeah, because um, that other scientist stayed with uh, uh, what's her name, Mary Warnoff's character, and they were supposed to euthanize, uh, kill um, uh, Samantha because she they thought she was infected, but she ended up not doing it because I guess she knew she wasn't infected, so she just gave her a sedative, and then she ended up killing. The other um, scientists. Oh, that's right. So uh, Hector comes in, and uh, he's dressed up as Santa Claus. He's got a bag full of presents. That's why it's a Christmas movie, everyone. <laughs> so he comes in and like, yeah, hey, Merry Christmas. And then he's like, fuck, no one's around. But then he sees. Um, Dr. White uh, sitting on the couch and she's holding the gun pointing at him. He's like, uh, I'm looking for my friends. And she's like, eh, well, they're not here. And then this is when this is when she break, breaks it down and tells him what happened about the, them being out in the meadow, leaving the, the air ducts open and they all got infected. And she goes, yeah, we all got infected by it. And he goes, we're all dying, but, but it's, uh, a slower process for us because we're all infected. So he's just sitting, standing there listening to her. And then while she's doing that, she's pulling out this little vial of, I don't know what it was, but she fills up a syringe and pokes herself. And basically she killed herself. So he's like, all right, fuck. Um, But I assume she told him where this place was. So we go back to (laughs) just kind of figured like Hector, Figured everything out on his own. Yeah, but right before she dies, she goes, hey, she was right. And he goes, you are cute. You are good looking. 
And he's still standing there like, what the fuck's happening? And then she, her head goes back and she ends up dying. <laughs> so we go back over to the facility. Uh, Regina's there. But then she kind of figures out what's what's happening. The, these people aren't here to 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 save her. and But they're basically just trying to save themselves. And hopefully that whatever these guys, whatever uh, Reggie and, and the two kids have, of have them not being infected, how they survive this. Maybe there's something in their blood so they can make an antidote to cure them. So Regina's like, oh, hell no. We, we need to get out of here. So, <laughs> excuse me. She's uh, She kind of snaps to it. She kind of takes out uh, some of the doctors, and then she's she's on the run. Uh, she finds those kids. Uh, but they were, they were getting ready to, I assume they were going to kill those kids. Um because they were, they took them into this room and then they they had them like sitting there and they were going to give them that gas and they were saying oh what is this and then they goes oh we're just going to put you to sleep and when you wake up uh, you'll be at the North Pole with Santa and they're like oh, okay so but yeah Reggie comes in and stops it all because she knows that that they were going to kill those kids yeah I think so. they were going to put them in a coma. Because uh, we get, remember the, the other people that are all hooked up to those machines were still kind of alive. Oh, that's right. Other survivors. I think they were like they sucking out their blood or whatever they needed. Yeah. So they, uh, she kind of gets out and she's, she's running around with the kids. Uh, we go back outside and here comes Hector. He dressed up as a cowboy. Uh, he, roll, he rolls up to the security and like, hey, man. Uh, I was drinking beer. I was just driving by and I saw the lights and I was talking to him. He goes, hey, what you guys got going on out here? And he goes, he's just looking at him. He goes, hey, man, uh, do you like girls? And the guy's like, yeah. He goes, yeah, man, hey, come check this out. He goes up to the back of his his uh, car, opens up the trunk, and Samantha's laying in there. He goes, yeah, man, when I was, when I was down in town, this other doctor lady said that – uh you guys are had taken uh, girls out here. You, you need her or whatever you think. It's, she says she's dead. He goes, why don't you check, check in there and, and take a look? So the, the, the guy just kind of looks at her, but Samantha wakes up and I think she like, grabs him or something. Then Reggie and them, or uh, Hector and them knock him out. They knock him out or they kill him? I think they knocked him out. But Hector said a whole bunch of stuff that that scientist lady did not say. It's like, how did you know all this? He even said what drug uh, she gave Sam to knock her out. <laughs> I don't know. It was in, in the <laughs> script. Maybe it was in a deleted scene. I have no idea. So uh, those guys are trying to sneak in. And uh, Hector, I mean, they, they also had weapons and everything. And I he went and uh, he was running around just trying to set traps. They never actually got in. They got into the little compound, but didn't go down into where Reggie and, and uh, the kids were. Sam did. She had she get she go down there? Oh, she she that's right. She went down there. and She found him when uh, Reggie almost blasted her. <laughs> yeah, because they were running around in uh, what's his name, um, Jeffrey Lewis, uh, Doctor Carter. He's running around uh, looking for, and because uh, he, you see him, him, him start to act weird, and he keeps grabbing his eyes, so he ends up just putting sunglasses on. And uh, they set the alarm off, and they're, hey man, we're look, they're, they're out running around, let's get them. So when they go charging in, they go to check uh, on those kids. They open the door, they see those two ladies uh, tied up to the to the tables, and they got the gas masks on, and they're laughing. And they wrote a sign off to see Santa. <laughs> so, they're like, fuck. So they end up like, well, man, we got we got to get him. So they end up uh, getting outside. And then they. Uh, Hector and, and Sam and everything, they jump in the car and they're all getting ready to, to haul ass. Um, we see Dr. Carter. He's, he's he sees them driving off. So he gets in. He's getting in another car with one of the other the other scientists. But when Hector's driving away, he kind of stops. And then he's looking. And he goes, and they're like, what are you doing? Let's go. He goes, wait a minute. We want to see this. We see the doctors. Both of them get in the car. 
And then one of the doctors is like, it smells like gas in here. And then uh, Dr. Carter leans over to him like, like, why don't you start the car or whatever the hell he said to him. But he didn't have his sunglasses on. And then he he turned already. So he had the, like the zombie face. So he reaches over to the keys and turns the, the ignition. And the other doctor's like, no. And then the whole car blows up. I was like, all right, I understand the inside is full of gas, but did he do something to her, this, the spark of starting the car? I, I don't know how, how it ignited, but all right. It's probably why they didn't show him do anything to the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just running around with gas, uh, tank gas cans. So all the other... Um, <clears throat> All the other scientists, I assume, I mean, nobody, they didn't like really go after him. But I assume they were just all eventually slowing and turning into zombies. Um, I think they said that once they turned, they, they can only last so long because then, then they end up dying. I think they dry out. Yeah. So while uh, Hector and those guys are like, yeah, yeah, as they're watching the place blow up. Uh, this other scientist or whoever just comes out of the darkness and grabs a little girl and they're like, ah! Who shot him? Was it Reggie or... I think it was... Maybe it was Reggie. I don't remember. Um, Let me see. Let me keep the disease. Uh, back at the base, it is revealed that the researchers are suspected of and prepared for the comet's effects, but inevitably left the ventilation. I read all that. The deadly dust permeated their base. Reggie, who has become suspicious, escapes. Dying scientists. They for harvest their. For some reason, now I'm thinking it was Hector. I think so, with his little pea yeah, shooter. Because he had like one shot left or something like that. Yeah, okay. This says they harvest their un they were harvesting their untainted blood to keep the disease at bay while they were desperately searching for a cure. So okay, so I guess they were taking all the blood out of the people that they have and they were taking it like blood transfusion to keep them from from turning. Well, just to help them to make the, the turning process uh, slower. Mm-hmm. Reggie saves a young boy and girl before they're being processed. Uh, doesn't really say. I assume it was Hector, but it has, it, it helps them. Uh, they escape. So yeah, once they they got Reggie and Samantha and and, and the two kids, they end up taking off. But uh, next day, uh, the, the, during the whole time, this the, every time they showed like the daylight, uh, the sky had this like orange haze. Mm-hmm. So I assume that was just from the from when the comet came over, but. It says, uh, it's, again, it started raining. Eventually, the rain washes away the red dust, leaving the sky clear. Uh, Reggie pairs up with Hector, and they assume parental roles for the kids because they have the kids all dressed up, and they're taking pictures of them. And This is the part I didn't get. We see Hector off to the back, and he's putting all their guns in the in a garbage can. Like, we don't need these. Fuck yeah, you're going to need those. You don't don't know these survivors out there. They could be (laughs) just weirdos, but uh, all right, whatever. So I assume that they were it. Um, So they're they're just kind of playing the family role. Sam is kind of standing on the other side of the street because they stopped and they're waiting for the light to turn green. And Sam's like, what are you doing? And he goes, you don't walk across the light. And she's like, we're the only ones here. No one's around. So Sam starts walking in, into the street, and all of a sudden we hear this car racing down the street and then almost hits Sam. And he slams on the brakes. Oh, hey, I'm sorry, man. He goes, you shouldn't be uh, walking against the light like that. And then she's like looking at him, and she goes, oh, you guys are survivors too. Some dumb idiot kid, a little preppy boy. Oh, you're survivors too? Cool. And then she's like, oh, oh, I like your car. He goes, oh, thanks. I got 23 of them. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. He goes, hey, you, you busy? And you want to go hang out with us? And he's like, yeah. So Sam jumps in the car. And they just look at each other. And uh, they go, Red Regina's like, well, who, no, Hector's like, well, who is he? And he goes, what's your name? His name was uh, 
Danny Mason Keener. Yeah, so she goes, he goes, oh, well, all right, well, be home by 10 or whatever. So they go hauling ass. And when the car drives away, we see the license plate, and it's DMK, the guy's name that was on the the the, Arc- the Tempest machine that Regina was playing. I was like, okay, so obviously this kid was already rich because he already had his personalized license plate on this Mercedes or whatever the hell it was. So, but I don't know. <coughs> so they go driving off into the sunset. Uh, Regina and Hector and the kids go, I don't know where they were going. Like they were going to church or something. And then uh, that's your movie. So all this happened 11 days before Christmas, pretty much into Christmas, I would say, because mm-hmm. then we we see them all, the little happy family playing football on the street. After you just yelled at Samantha to stay out of the street, but all right. <laughs> so, but um, the movie was cool. I loved it. it. It was what it was. They did throw in the little Christmas themes here and there. Hector dressing up as Santa, the DJ talking about holiday shopping, uh, the ladies were going to send the kids uh, off to see Santa and all that. So it was, was all there. That was messed up. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't think I can do that. Put this gas mask on so you can go see Santa. <laughs> yeah, so, but none of the comment. If you guys have uh, Shudder or AMC Plus, it's, uh, it's streaming on there. Uh, the budget was 700000 and uh, it did good in the box office. It made fourteen point four million. It got my money a couple of times. Um, so, but they I love this to, movie. They are supposed to remake this. Really? Yeah. Uh, why? Just leave it alone. Come on. That's what you do. All right. The poster. Night of the comet. It was the last thing on earth they'd ever expected. All right. But uh, come up with some new ideas, ideas, Hollywood. Stop. You don't need to. I, I, I wouldn't mind a sequel. Because I, I know um, uh, the the main two of them, I can't think of their Catherine Mary Stewart and Kelly Maroney. I know they're still acting. Yeah. Um, Reggie, she, she was in The Last Starfighter. I remember that. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, that's right. She was in that, too. I'd seen her, like, in a bunch of things. And she did the, the whole TV stuff as well. And yeah, she's still she's still out there working. So Kelly Maroney yeah. was in Fast Times and Chopping Mall. She was in some other, other things I'd seen her in. I'm trying to see if uh, Rotten Tomatoes has anything on this, but... Computer's all slow. I don't know what's happening here. Let me see. What's the whale? What's oh, that? the Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser movie. Is that a fat suit or is that really him? I think half and half. I think he put on a little weight and then they added. It's supposed to be like. I, I heard it was supposed to be like Oscar worthy performance or something. You didn't get it for a Encino Man. <laughs> Should have. <laughs> it's believable, Caveman. Yeah, but uh, I can't find anything on Rotten Tomatoes on this. There should be something. I mean, everything's on there. Plus, my fucking internet sucks. So, yeah, when it's bad weather here, man, it messes everything up. So it's probably why we're hearing that little static in the background. But anyway, Night of the Comet, everyone. If you, again, if you have Shutter, it is streaming on there. And if you've seen it, you already know what it is. But if you haven't seen it, of course, we ruined the whole movie for you. But you should have seen it. Came out, I, got, uh, I got Night of the Comet right here. All right, what do they give it? 79%. Is that the audience? Well, I guess audience the- score is 58%. What? Come on. Critics actually like something more than the audience. It, it was better. I mean, it, it was the best of the 80s. Come on. I mean, 
You guys are killing me. Well, when we we did the the movie over at the Horror Returns, and uh, I think out of the three of us, I was uh, the only one that liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You can't trust Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, you can trust us. We both give it the the stamp of approval. Kingdom of the Spiders. Why why are you putting that here? Uh, The critics gave it 44%, and the the audience gave it a 36%. Uh, Go back. If you guys didn't listen to that episode yet, on uh, our 31 Days of Horror, Mike and I did a a commentary for it. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't think I'll watch that movie again. (laughs) All right, everyone. uh, That's going to be it for tonight. Uh, again, Night of Comet streaming on whew, Shutter, AMC Plus, whatever you got. But I did notice that everything isn't on um, Shutter through AMC Plus. Yeah, then not yeah, everything is on there. That's stupid. So, but come on, just pay the four dollars or whatever the hell it is for Shutter. It's probably one of the cheapest. Um, streaming things uh, for you guys but uh, before we get out of here uh, shoot on over to the uh, horrorreturns.com and links to everything uh, we just dropped um, THR present stream fiends uh, geez, 38 I thought we were way higher than that anyway episode 38 we did time rider uh, the best of the 80s so go over and check that out um Become a Patreon subscriber if you guys can. Just, uh, links are all on everything uh, over the horrorreturns.com. Go over to uh, T Public, pick up a T-shirt, and when you're done with that, uh, go over to our uh, T Public uh, page. Links are down below. Get yourself a Magnez or East Society shirt and follow us on everything: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, no more uh, what was that other one Snapchat I, I kind of tapped out of that one uh, TikTok's <laughs> a little bit better but anyway um, then shoot on over to the anchor feed we, we haven't put anything on there for a while so as soon as Azizu and I uh, figure out some stuff we'll, we'll put more over on anchor but there's a ton of stuff over there for you to listen to already so go over there and check all that out if you haven't but alright everybody uh, with that we're out of here so uh, come back uh, again might be tomorrow. Might be in a couple more days. I don't know. We'll see. We still got a few more episodes to give you guys this holiday season. So until then, be safe out there and party on. Party on.